Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to another edition from the pig pen of your sports break. This time for April 11th is our date, and we're going to talk about some of the greatest moments and people that are associated with the date of April 11th in sports history. But before we do, as always, we want you to know about our newsletter. If you haven't signed up yet, what are you waiting for? It's totally free. You get it each and every day delivered into your email inbox. You don't even have to go out to the mailbox or the front porch. And it is set up like a newspaper reading about the history headlines of sports and uniforms. Uh, Pigskin Dispatch, Jersey Dispatch, SportsHistoryNetwork.com. We have a lot of great things coming to you as well as some great podcasts that we have for that day. Each day is a different issue and has some new and exciting things pertaining to that day and any new posts that we have from the Pigpen. Uh, you can sign up very easily. Go to the show notes of this very podcast or subscribe at the top of PigskinDispatch.com or JerseyDispatch.com. Now, let's get into April 11th sports history. We're going to start off a little bit differently today. We're going to start off with Jay Daniel and his 80sbaseball.com and his salute to 80s baseball for April 11th. Now, he wishes some happy birthdays to John Martino, uh, who played for the St. Louis Cardinals, as well as Sid Manger, who played 10 years in the big leagues and uh, had a great career there. Also, Wally Whitehurst, who played with the Mets in 1989 and won over 20 games in seven seasons with the Mets, Padres, and the Yankees. Also, pitcher Jeff Calhoun, a lefty who spent five years in Major League Baseball with the Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. There were some Major League debuts on April 11th. 1980 had a couple of them. This first was Joe Shambro and also Steve Howe. A, Do- a Dodgers pitcher, uh, both had their debut on April 11th, 1980. Uh, one debut on April 11th, 1984, and that was Alvin Davis, who ended up hitting a home run off of Dennis Eckersley. Uh, April 11th, 1985, Roger McDowell ended up throwing a scoreless top of the 11th inning in the uh, Mets win in the bottom of the inning on a Danny Heap walk-off to give McDowell the win in his Major League debut. So some great debuts and some great names uh, from baseball, from 80sbaseball.com and our friend Jay Daniel, who was the author of that great book, Sud Series. We have a great podcast where Jay came on and talked to us about his book, and it's a, a great one to get and read and relive that great World Series uh, between Milwaukee and St. Louis. Now, we also take stops in the pig pen. We love to go to pigskindispatch.com, look at some of the football history. Uh, We recorded at April 11th, 1921, the broadcast of sports, the first time ever, was on KDKA in Pittsburgh. It was a sporting event. It had Johnny Ray versus Johnny Dundee in a boxing match, a first lightweight boxing match, wireless broadcast. it was thanks to, to that information from wearebroadcasters.com. 
October 8th of that 1921 season uh, marked a significant day in the game of football. And on that day, the first live sports radio broadcast of a football game aired on KDKA, same station in Pittsburgh, as the West Virginia University and the University of Pittsburgh played at Forbes Field. We'll talk more about that on October 8th. Now, we had some Hall of Fame birthdays in the realm of football, and the first one was April 11, 1916. College Football Hall of Fame at guard from Colgate University playing 1933-1935. Danny Fortman was born on this day, and, uh, of course, he went to Colgate, as we talked about. We have a great write-up on him. He ended up being uh, enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1965, uh, because he played with the Chicago Bears and uh, had a, a great uh, career with them, all pro six times, and two other years he was second team all NFL selection. He was also put into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1978 for his great play at Colgate. Tremendous player. April 11, 1916, in Turbon, California, the tough University of California halfback from 1935 to 1937, Sam Chapman was a, arrived into this life. And Sam has another great uh, bio for him, uh, playing for Cal and the Cal Golden Bears. Uh, had some great uh, events there that helped them take on a victory. He was consensus All-American selection in 1937, sparked the Golden Bears to a 13-0 victory over Alabama in a 1938 Rose Bowl. We talked about that in our Rose Bowl segments we had in December. Uh, the College Football Hall of Fame put a, a statue in, in honor of Sam Chapman in their legendary museum in 1984. In 1941, on April 11th, Jim Romig, the two-way guard and linebacker at the University of Colorado from 1959 to 1961, made his entrance into this world. Uh, the National Football Foundation put him in the College Football Hall of Fame in the 1984 class. Uh, so you can learn more about him on pigskindispatch.com. Also in 1962, on the 11th of April, was Georgia Bulldog stud safety from 1980 to 83, Terry Hogue was born. He was uh, SEC Defensive Player of the Year, uh, had two different times, and he was a, a top defensive back for the Bulldogs in the best record of any major div team division as they went 43-4-1 while Hogue was on the team. He uh, ended up getting a Big Five award and was made it the 25th anniversary team of the SEC, 1961-1985. Walter Camp Foundation named him to its all-century team, and Terry Hogue's collegiate football records are celebrated in the College Football Hall of Fame in 2000 when he got inducted into that great museum. Now, we also have information that we love to talk about on jerseydispatch.com, the home of this podcast, and we'd like to mention in April 11, 1907, Probably tired of nursing some bumps and bruises. New York Giants future baseball Hall of Fame backstop Roger Breshnan became the first catcher to wear shin guards, protecting the old uh, noodles above the ankles there. April 11, 1959, Los Angeles Dodgers Hall of Fame pitcher Don Drysdale, wearing number 53, hit an opening day home run for the second time in his career. Gave the Dodgers their only scoring, though, as the home team, Chicago Cubs, won that game 6-1. Of course, that only points, that only run was by Drysdale. Scattering six runs off the big right-hander and damaging his stellar ERA to start that season. 
April 11, 1963, the Milwaukee Braves had a future Baseball Hall of Fame pitcher themselves that made history on this day. And that was Warren Spahn, number 21. He gave the New York Mets fits all day as the Braves secured a 6-1 victory for his 328th win in uh, his career. And it was the most W's by any left-hander in Major League Baseball history. Now we've got some great items that come from NBA.com. Some events that happened on April 11th, as a couple to mention, are April 11th, 1991, the Milwaukee Bucks number seven, Adrian Dantley, scored five points in the Bucks 111-92 victory over the Boston Celtics at the Bradley Center, moving Dantley into what would uh, then the ninth place on the NBA's all-time scoring list with 23,152 points. Talking about scoring, well, how about 1998 on the 11th of April? Michael Jordan, number 23 of the Chicago Bulls, handed out his 5,000th career assist in an 87-78 victory over the Orlando Magic. He could score, he could play defense, and he could dish out the assists. April 11th, 1999, in New Jersey Nets retired to number 52, the jersey of one Buck Williams in ceremonies at New Jersey's home game against the New York Knicks. Williams accumulated 16,784 points and over 13,000 rebounds during his standout 17-year NBA career with New Jersey and the Portland Trailblazers, as well as those New York Knicks that he played that evening. So that is just some uh, great sports history. Uh, we are sure glad that you were able to join us here for the sports break and uh, enjoy the sports history as we talk about that each and every day. Um, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, and you can email us with any questions, comments, or maybe something you'd like to add. Pigskindispatch at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, as we would love to hear from you, at Dispatch. Till next time, everybody, have a great sports history day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout, and he's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, 
head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast. <laughs>